This is episode 13 of the Joyful Movement Show, and today we're going to chat about goals, health goals specifically. It's usually around this week that those well-set intentions start to fall by the wayside, so I wanted to help you avoid that feeling of failure and disappointment that can occur when you don't achieve your goals. So if you're feeling like your willpower is starting to wane, stay tuned. Hi there. Welcome to the Joyful Movement Show. I'm your host, Kim Hagel, mom, recovering dieter, and founder of Radiant Vitality Wellness. As a personal trainer with my own story of body acceptance, I've seen firsthand how diet culture influences the fitness industry and the damage it causes the women I work with, keeping them on the start, stop, cycle, struggling to find motivation. It's now my mission to empower women to break free from torturous exercise, restrictive eating, and body shame. Stick with me and I'll help you discover what moves you so that you can tap into that burning motivation deep inside yourself and experience joyful movement, peace with food, and feel confident in your own skin. Are you ready? Let's lace up our runners, pop the earbuds in, and go for a walk while we chat. Hello, friends. And welcome back. And as I said in the introduction, I thought it would be a really good idea to talk about goals today because most of us set health goals at the start of the new year, but statistics show that 80% of those New Year's goals get abandoned by February. Usually it's around this week that they start to fizzle. So before we get there, I wanted to offer some golden nuggets and and some strategies to help you. I know what a letdown it can be to see your well-set intentions start to fizzle out. I've had a love-hate relationship with goal-setting myself over the years. I've always loved the idea of having goals and the hope of how achieving them would make me feel, but the implementation and completion of the goal was always so tough. And of course, that's super disappointing because the whole reason we set goals is we want to see some improvement in our life. We want to feel better about ourselves. So, you know, we make this plan and we get started and we do the work. But the thing is, many of us are unprepared for how the plan is actually going to play out. And we haven't done the mindset work that's required to make the changes we've committed to. So when we fall short of our goal, it feels like failure. And that's what I want to chat about today so that I can help you rethink and recommit to your goals so that you can actually get them to work for you. You know, I know it's not just me who has had this struggle with goal setting. I've been a personal trainer and a registered holistic nutritionist for about nine years. So in that role, I've worked with a lot of people and I've been a part of many goal setting conversations being in this industry almost across the board. People come to me with health goals of some sort, usually either to lose weight specifically or more generally to just get in shape or get healthier. And as their trainer, that's my job to help them achieve those health goals. Or at least I thought so until about a year ago when my own mindset and belief system started to change. But more on that in a little bit. Anyway, it's interesting though, because I started noticing very early on in my career that achieving goals seemed to be really tough for my clients too, even though I was right there working alongside of them, supporting them, holding them accountable, still the vast majority of their goals went unmet and it was super discouraging for me and devastating for them. And you know what? I thought that we were doing everything right. I'm sure you're all familiar with the whole SMART goal setting system. If you're not, it's an acronym that stands for Specific, Measurable, Attainable, or Action-Oriented. 
realistic, and time-sensitive. And I'd make sure that I tested my clients' goals against that gold standard. So to use weight loss as an example, because that's what I would see the most often, that was the most common goal my clients had, we'd set a specific number. We'd outline the steps that needed to happen to get there. We'd make sure that it was realistic and achievable within the desired timeline. And I'd even go a step further and really dig down deep with my clients to make sure they had a compelling why. Because we're emotional human beings and at the bottom of every goal we have is really a feeling that we're after. So we'd have this long conversation about why this goal was important to them, how it would improve their life, what would be available to them if they achieved the goal. They'd visualize how their life would look once they achieved the outcome and and they were committed And so then we'd get to doing the work. We'd create the action plan, design the workouts, create the meal plan, map out all the steps to success. And they would jump in, get into action, all gung-ho and full of excitement and determination. They'd put their best foot forward and really dig into it for a few weeks. And then life would start to get busy again. Things would pop up, social events that would take them off plan circumstances or stressors that would impact the amount of time they had to work out and they'd start missing sessions or they'd start slipping on their eating plan. And eventually they'd tell me they just plain ran out of willpower. That passion that they had at the beginning would start to fizzle because either they weren't seeing the result they wanted to see or the work that was required to get the result was just so hard. So they'd give up. Motivation and willpower would just give out and the goal would be abandoned with the resulting feelings of failure, shame, and disappointment. I don't know if anything that I'm saying here sounds familiar to you too, but it seems that this struggle is pretty universal. According to a study from the University of Scranton, a whopping 92% of people who set New Year's goals never actually achieve them. And that stat holds for all goals, not just New Year's resolutions, because I don't like that word either, but I'm talking about all goals here. 90% don't get met. Now, I didn't understand what was going on at the time, but Over the last year, I've done a lot of learning about behavior and our thoughts, and I began to question this whole system of goal setting and why it so universally fails us. I refused to believe that there was something wrong with my clients at me. We weren't the ones who were failing. We followed the system and we tried our best. I knew the system of goal setting itself had to be broken. So I set to work to find out where we were going wrong and What I discovered after lots of research is that there is a fundamental flaw in the way that we traditionally set goals. Smart goals, you see, they focus on achieving an outcome. So maybe it's losing weight. Maybe it's something like running your first 5k, or maybe the outcome is even something entirely different, like getting a new job or a promotion. But you know what? We're totally barking up the wrong tree by chasing an outcome. And here's why. We're making the assumption that chasing this one thing is going to make us feel better, be happier, feel accomplished, be proud of ourselves. And if it doesn't, or we struggle along the way with motivation or willpower, that's when we quit. So that's our first mistake when we set goals by chasing an outcome. 
We make the mistake in thinking that achieving that one thing, say it's weight loss, will result for sure in that desired feeling that we're after. Usually underneath that that desire to lose weight, there's a hope that once you get there, you'll feel confident, you'll accept your body, you'll be happier, and then it'll solve the problems that you're having. But usually it doesn't. Often what occurs is the road to the goal is really challenging, difficult, and not enjoyable. So that's why we rely on willpower to get through. But if willpower fails us, then the goal gets abandoned. Or if we do stick with it and manage to drum up enough willpower to achieve our goal, the road to get there can be so hard and we find that we don't actually feel the way we hoped we would when we do achieve the outcome. So then we revert to old patterns. So let's talk about this whole issue of willpower because it seems to be the thing that gets in the way of us not meeting our goals most of the time. And I have some thoughts about willpower. First of all, from a neuroscience perspective, willpower is a really useful survival tactic that our brain can employ to get us through extremely dangerous and stressful situations. Willpower by definition means relying on our mental strength to get us through tough times where food is not easily accessible, like a famine, or where we have to be strong and brave to get through some big physical or mental challenge. It's basically the ability of our mind to have endurance in the face of a challenge or threat. But here's the thing. It's meant to be a survival tactic used for a short term to get us through a brief and difficult time. It's not meant to be employed for months on end, and especially when there's no threat to our safety. It was never intended to be a weight loss strategy. Essentially, when we employ willpower, we use it to rise above the negative thoughts and feelings that we're having about our our actions that we're taking or this plan that we've committed to. We're hopeful that if we can rely on willpower long enough and get through this program, that we'll eventually achieve our goal and suddenly we'll miraculously feel better. We'll feel confident and happy and successful and proud and strong, and then we can go back to normal. But your brain's a lot smarter than that. It knows there's no threat to your survival. It knows that food is abundant and it knows you're not being chased by a saber-toothed tiger. So there's no need to push yourself that hard at the gym. Your body also knows what's really threatening your well-being and survival. And perhaps that's a lack of calories or deficiencies in certain nutrients or a need for carbohydrates for energy or over-exercising, maybe a need for rest. That's where the cravings start to come in or motivation starts to dwindle because you're fighting against your biology, engaging in action that you don't enjoy, hoping to create positive feelings through this negative action. And we've talked a few times about how that turns out. So in a nutshell, to summarize, we really misuse willpower to help us get through this thing that we hate, like dieting or punitive exercise hoping that on the other side of it, we'll find this positive feeling of confidence, happiness, pride, self-acceptance that we're after by achieving this particular outcome. And again, I'm going to stick with that weight loss example. I hope you can start to see the connection here. See why it's not you failing when the willpower runs out. So let's talk about the second mistake we make when it comes to goal setting. And that's our whole mindset or motive behind the goal. 
And this is what I was referring to at the start of the episode when I said most of us haven't done the mindset work required of us to achieve our goals. And this is huge right here, guys. The biggest mistake we make with goal setting is we approach goals as a way to solve our problems or to fix ourselves. Because really, at the bottom of it, we believe there's something wrong with us that only this one particular outcome can fix. We're approaching goals from a place of lack. Lack mindset is all about fixing your brokenness, not being good enough, and it's based in negativity. On the other hand, having an abundance mindset is about wanting to enhance the amazing person you already are, wanting to grow. It's a knowing that you're already enough and it's rooted in positivity. Success with goals or anything in life really comes from a mindset of abundance, not lack. Your goals should help you grow, not change you. Now, going back to the weight loss goal, because that's the most common outcome goal I would hear from clients. And still today, as a non-diet trainer, it's still the number one thing people come to me for. So I'm using it today as the main example for that reason. At the bottom of 99% of weight loss goals is a mindset of lack. When it really comes down to it, the desire to lose weight comes from a belief that you're not good enough the way you are, that the only way you're going to be happy, healthy, confident, successful, and worthy is to lose weight. You're trying to fix this broken part of you through any means possible, whether that's restriction, punishment, deprivation, and employing willpower. It was true for me. I didn't know it at the time, but I did it. And it's been true for all the clients that I've worked with. And here's the thing. You just can't create a body you love by hating on the one that you have. The pathway to change how you feel about your body, to create a positive body image, is to accept that you're already enough, to acknowledge that your worth is not tied to your weight or your appearance, and to start doing the work of unthinking all those limited beliefs about yourself. Now, I know it's impossible to just flick a switch and decide to love your body today after years of being taught that you must conform to this thin ideal and that weight loss would provide you the answer to all your problems. Those deep-rooted beliefs are in there, and they're hard to let go of. But for now, just know that it's perfectly normal and okay to want to lose weight, to want to change your body, and to be willing to treat your body with kindness as it is today while you do the work on embracing self-acceptance. As an aside, this is the exact work I do in my coaching program, Right Body for Me, and registration's still open. So if you need this change, you want to book a call with me ASAP before registration closes. But how can you get started with goal setting that actually works for you? Well, here's a five set uh, here's a five step system you can follow that will help you set growth based goals. If you're at home, it'd be helpful to get out a pen and paper and work through this with me as I talk. You can pause as you need to while you answer these questions. And if that's not possible for you right now, then maybe you want to save this podcast for later and come back to it when you've got a little bit of quiet time. So step one to growth-based goals that are going to work for you is to start with a feeling. How do you actually want to feel in your body, mind, and spirit? Be really specific here. Use emotions. And then what does that feeling look like for you? Like, how are you going to know when you've achieved it? 
So for example, if you put down healthy, you want to feel healthy in your body, what does that actually mean? How are you going to know when you've achieved health? What does that mean to you? If you wrote down confident, what does that look like? What's that going to allow you to do? Now, here's a really cool thing is that when we set feeling goals, these aren't long-term goals. They don't take six months or a year to achieve. In every moment, you have a choice to take action that's going to move you towards that desired feeling. So it's like instant results, which is amazing. Step number two is to take inspired action. So make a list of all the things that you could do that would help you move towards that desired feeling. And remember, you can't create positive feelings through negative action. So don't write down things that you hate doing. Maybe you'll choose to spend more time in nature, spend more time with your friends, uh, eat more wholesome food that makes you feel energized and alive, get enough sleep, prioritize self-care. Sky's the limit here. Just write down anything that you can do that you enjoy that's going to move you closer to that feeling that you actually want to feel. Now, step three, this is the really big one, and it's your litmus test to know if you're on the right track with your goal setting. You want to get super clear with your intention. What is your why behind the goal? How will your life be better if you feel this way? What are some potential outcomes if you achieve this feeling? Now, don't attach to the outcome, right? These are just possibilities that could happen if you feel this way in your life. But here's the big question you ask yourself. This is how you know if you're on the right track. Is this goal going to help you grow as a person or are you trying to fix yourself? So remember, you are already enough. You don't need to change any part of you to be worthy. And step number four is to create powerful thoughts. So this action that we take, it's inspired by our feelings, but our feelings are actually derived from our thoughts. So we need to think a certain way in order to feel the way we want to feel. So how do you need to think in order to feel that feeling that you're chasing? That's going to inspire you to take the action that you want to take to move towards your goal. Maybe you'll write a thought statement like, I deserve self-care. And when I care for myself, I have more to offer my family and the people I serve. Or maybe it's a thought like, my body feels its best when I fuel it with nutritious food and gentle movement. Or maybe it's taking time to rest helps rekindle my spark and fuels my inspiration. But remember this, the thoughts you write down, they need to be true. This isn't a positive affirmation exercise that, you know, you repeat over and over and hoping someday you'll believe what you write down. It has to be true and believable right now. Because that's the only way you're going to cultivate the feeling you want to have. And step number five is just to expect resistance. Expect that this is not going to feel easy or natural. This is brand new. And I bet you've never done an exercise like this before, setting feeling goals. So what we're doing here is getting down to the root cause. We're uncovering thoughts and beliefs about yourself and we're challenging those. So it's normal to feel a little overwhelmed by this. No one's ever taught you how to set goals this way before. So please don't get upset if your brain is reacting to this by blanking out or overthinking. Your brain is really well trained to do what it knows. And what it knows, unfortunately, is diet culture, smart goals, and actions and outcomes. 
So even though I've taught you why that doesn't work, and you probably believe it on some level, your brain as yet has not seen the evidence that that's true for you. So just give yourself some time, and maybe you want to come back to this podcast later and try again. It's also normal if your brain still wants you to write down weight loss as the potential outcome of chasing this desired feeling. Diet culture has been telling you your entire life that there's something wrong with you. And the only way to fix this broken part of you is to achieve that ideal thin body. And at this point, it's pretty hard to conceptualize how a healthy lifestyle might look without focus on weight loss. But just keep coming back and asking yourself, what's behind that desire to lose weight? What do I really want? And then put that as the goal feeling and consider how a person who feels that way thinks and acts. Okay, my friends, so hopefully those five steps help you to rekindle the spark and maybe even get you rethinking your New Year's goals in a totally different way. For me and the clients I work with, everything changed once we started setting feeling goals and choosing inspired action without attaching to the outcome. It's a much more positive mindset space to live in. It's a lot more empowering. So I hope that you feel empowered and equipped to try this tool out for yourself. Speaking of my clients, this is a great segue into next week's episode. Over the last several weeks, I've been promoting my coaching program, Right Body for Me, and I've had a lot of questions about what it really is, what it's all about. So I thought, who better to answer those questions than the people who've gone through it? And I'm really excited to welcome my first guest to the podcast next week, where we'll be joined by four of the women who I've been working with for the last four months, and they're going to share what they've learned and how they've grown throughout the program. So I hope you'll tune in for that and be inspired by these lovely ladies. In the meantime, I want to thank you so much for being my people, for supporting this show, and for your willingness to look at things a whole different way so that you can step into your radiant vitality. If you want to stay in touch, you can follow me on Instagram or Facebook at Radiant Vitality Wellness, or you can visit my website to learn how to work with me, and the link is www.radiantvitality.ca, and that's also in the show notes. So until next week, my friends, be well, and bye for now. Hey. Before you go, I just want to tell you how grateful I am for you. It means the world to me that you're part of our Radiant Vitality community. I've got a free gift for you. Head on over to my website and download The Motivation Secret, the simple mindset shift that will get you off the start-stop cycle for good. The link is in the show notes. And hey, if you enjoy this podcast, the greatest gift you could give me is to leave a review or share this episode with a friend. Your shares and reviews help move our show up the rankings on the podcast directories so that it can be seen by more women just like you who are ready for something different with fitness. Bye for now, friend.